This is Katrin with Disability Rights New York. Welcome to our podcast, Empire State of Rights Closed Captioned. We are here to bring you the most relevant topics regarding disability rights and advocacy. It's National Disability Employment Awareness Month, so for the duration of October, we are highlighting subjects regarding employment for people with disabilities. Today we have Brenda Shannon, staff advocate here at DRNY. She's here to discuss Access VR and its services. Hi, Brenda. How are you today? I'm great, Katrin. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Brenda, can you start by explaining what Access VR is and the service it provides? Sure. Access VR is the acronym for the Adult Career and Continuing Education Services Vocational Rehabilitation, formerly known as VESID. Access VR is part of the New York State Education Department and provides job search, educational and independent living services, and supports that assist adults with disabilities in finding employment. Essentially, the main mission of Access VR is to assist individuals with all disabilities, except legal blindness, in obtaining, securing, and retaining employment. Individuals with legal blindness can go to the New York State Commission for the Blind for vocational rehabilitation services. That's a lot of great information, Brenda. And so you touched just briefly on uh, legal blindness and people would go to the National Association for the Blind for those services. Is there some place local that people can go to here in Albany, New York? In Albany, New York, there is the NABA, and they also coincide with the New York State Commission for the Blind as well. Uh, So the first step would be for individuals who have legal blindness to apply to the New York State Commission for the Blind. And they have an office in Albany or other district offices as well across the state. Great. Thank you. Now, who is eligible for the services through Access VR and what are the phases of the VR process? So to be eligible for services for Access VR, an individual must have a physical or mental impairment, which is a substantial impediment to employment. And the client needs vocational rehabilitation services to prepare for, secure, retain, or regain employment. A client also must be able to benefit from vocational rehabilitation services, uh, and this is usually presumed. So if you have three of those eligibility requirements, then it's presumed that you are a candidate that can qualify for Access VR services. Uh, If a client has supplemental security income, which is also known as SSI, or social security disability income, known as SSDI, then the client is presumed eligible for VR services as well. And this is because if a client is a social security beneficiary already, the client has already shown that they have a physical or mental impairment, that they experience a substantial impediment to employment, and that the client needs vocational rehabilitation services to obtain, retain, or regain employment. So those are a good series of requirements that people would have to have before applying. If someone is having one or two of those and they're not really sure if they fit into all the categories, is there someone here at DRNY that can help them determine their eligibility? Absolutely. So our intake department here at DRNY may be able to answer some basic and general questions about Access VR. uh, And then also the client assistance program would be able to define those qualifications or eligibility requirements a bit further. A side note about eligibility is a VR agency must determine eligibility within 60 days of receiving a client's application. The 60-day deadline may be delayed due to unforeseen circumstances or because the client needs to participate in an extended evaluation period. An eligibility determination is something that all applicants of VR or vocational rehabilitation are entitled to. 
This is something that is really important to know because no person found eligible is guaranteed any specific service at any time. So just because you're deemed eligible doesn't mean that you are going to get services moving forward. But it is important to remember that a client should be given an eligibility determination. And so on the flip side of that, if someone is deemed ineligible, is there a process where they can ask for a hearing or for that determination to be reviewed further? Absolutely. Every client who is determined ineligible for VR services can file for due process. It's also called a formal appeal process. And we here at Disability Rates New York can always answer questions about that process or help the client apply for that process. So uh, another side note, while making an eligibility determination, the counselor at Access VR may consider the client's current medical records. They may also consider up-to-date educational records, information from the applicant and his or her family. They may consider additional determinations made by other government agencies, such as the Social Security Administration. They also may look at vocational rehabilitation assessments, and they also may make determinations based on observations they see during client meetings, how well the client responds to questions, how well the client can understand documents, uh, etc. So do you want to get into the phases of what the VR process actually looks like? Sure. So there's multiple phases of the VR process. With anything, it's kind of a time-consuming process. The first stage of the VR process is to apply for services. Applications can be found online at www.accesed.nyse.gov VR or at your local Access VR office. You can also obtain an Access VR application by contacting Disability Rates New York. It's a simple process. It's one to two pages of basic information, name, date of birth, medical history, what your disability is, what your work history is. And then you mail that or submit it to your local Access VR office for the application to be processed. The second phase of the VR process is determination of eligibility. So basically reviewing your application with a counselor at Access VR, and then also going forward with any other evaluations, obtaining other medical documentation that might be necessary, and really trying to discuss your disabilities and limitations and strengths with, with the VR counselor. The third phase of the VR process is called development of the IPE. It's also known as the Individualized Plan for Employment. And an IPE is a piece of paper that lists a vocational goal that is typically agreed upon by both the counselor at Access VR as well as the client. The IPE also lists all services that Access VR is providing the client, and it must be signed by both the client and Access VR. So it sounds pretty straightforward for these first three steps. You're going to have the application and we'll list that website at the bottom of this podcast. And that's going to be information that the person is going to know off the top of their head and not anything that they would need to search for necessarily. And then there's the determination of eligibility. When the client and the counselor sit down together, is that something that can change? Say that they decide that they wanted to do one type of job and as they got closer to to that, job that maybe they decided they wanted to do something different. Is that something that they can change? 
It is something that they can change. It's something that Access VR really encourages the client to kind of come in with one solid goal and one solid idea to try to work towards. Because when you get a job, it's not something that you can often change right away. So when a person finds employment, you start working for two or three months. Uh, you typically stay there for a little bit longer until you can move on and, and find something else. So we want to make sure that when clients do go to Access VR, that they kind of have their mind made up a little bit about what what goal works for them. Now, when a counselor meets with a client and they come back and say, oh, well, you know, maybe your goal doesn't meet your, your strengths and limitations. Let's talk about another goal. Access VR can provide guidance and counseling to help a client figure out what work goal or what employment goal may be best and what's suitable for them. So that makes sense that really working with a counselor is going to help if there isn't a, a solid identification of what the goals are to really help that client meet that goal in a way that is a little bit more clear. Absolutely. Because in the, the end, the, the mission of Access VR is to make sure that the client is successful in finding employment. So Access VR isn't going to agree on an employment goal that may set the client up for failure. Right. So there are a couple of more steps in this process. Yes, of course. Uh, the, the fourth phase of the VR process is the provision of VR services. And that basically means implementing services that were agreed upon by the client and the counselor at Access VR, making sure that those, those steps are put into place and put into action and that services are being provided. The fifth phase of the, the VR process is also called employment and case closure. A case with Access VR is usually kept open up until 90 days of successful uh, employment. So once the client starts working, they work for 90 days, they aren't having any concerns or issues, Access VR then moves forward and closes the client's case. Case closure, though, can happen at any other point. Uh, so, for example, if a client is unresponsive to Access VR correspondence, sometimes counselors can call a client three, four, or five times. It can go on for several months. Access VR does reserve the right to be able to close the client's case at that point. Again, when case closure happens, you do have a right to file for due process or go through the formal appeal process as well. And a, a little fun note is that a client can always reapply to Access VR. So just because you have one case doesn't mean that you can't ever go back. You were just reading my mind. I was thinking if someone has, you know, this 90-day successful completion, they're employed, and then another couple of months or even a couple of years later, if they have another issue, they are indeed eligible to call Access VR again. And you might have to go through the whole process of reapplying and go through the eligibility phases and start from square one, but you 100% can submit a new application at any given time. Great. And so are there more steps in this process? So the last step is phase number six, and that's for post-employment services. And this one is kind of if services are applicable to the client. So it's kind of a case-by-case -case situation. Uh, not every client gets to phase number six for post-employment services, but if they have a job and they need a piece of uh, assistive technology to be able to keep their job, then that would qualify under this service. And you mentioned as we started to talk about the phases and the process of this is that it can take a long time. What is the general time frame from beginning to employment? Uh, it can take several years, to be honest. So it can take a couple of months to be able to submit the application, have Access VR review it, and then have you come in to meet with your counselor. It then can also take a few months, depending on if Access VR needs to send you for an assessment or if you need to get other documentation. Um, it can take a while, depending on if the client goes to a training program or to college. 
and finding a job doesn't happen overnight. So if a client comes in and they don't need any training and they don't need any other additional services, you can go right into job placement services where you work with a separate counselor to look for a job. But that can take several weeks or months because finding a job is not something that comes quick and easy. So it's a process that is definitely lengthy and that we encourage all clients to keep an open mind during. And so that time frame is going to depend entirely on the client and what the specific needs are in order to get successful employment. A hundred percent. It's a case by case basis as far as a timeline. So we touched on this just a little bit, um, but if you can go into a little bit more detail about what happens if someone is deemed ineligible for Access VR. A client can only be found ineligible for services after Access VR has assessed the applicant in a trial work experience. And this is a specific evaluation that Access VR requests or requires the client to participate in to be able to gain a better understanding of a client's limitations. This trial work experience also assists a counselor at Access VR to gain a clear understanding of the client's level of functioning. So if there's hesitation from the Access VR counselor, not Fully under, they don't fully understand the client's disabilities or the client's limitations. They may require them to do this evaluation. It's a hands-on evaluation. It shows how well the client can function in a work environment. Can they work in competitive employment? What speed can they work at? Um, and it gives them a, a better understanding of maybe where to place the client and what vocational goal may suit them. And how does DRNY assist clients with the Access VR? So DRNY assists clients of the VR process at any point, and this includes before, during, or after their Access VR case. So if a client has questions about Access VR but hasn't applied, DRNY can provide technical assistance to answer those questions and also assist the client in applying for services as well. DRNY can monitor a client's Access VR case, and DRNY can also contact Access VR to determine what services are being provided to a client and to also clarify why those services are being provided. DRNY can also offer free legal representation when a client is filing for due process or going through the formal appeals process. So for someone who may be experiencing problems with Access VR services, how can they contact DRNY for support? So a client can call DRNY's main phone number, which is 518-432-7861. They can also call a toll-free phone number, which is 800 993 8982. They may also use the TTY phone at 518-512-3448. A client can also send an email to mail, M-A-I-L, at drny.org, or they can complete an intake form or find more information on DRNY's website at www.drny.org. It's a lot of great information, and we will also have that listed at the end of the podcast today. Brenda, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about this. It's been wonderful speaking with you. Thank you so much. Empire State of Rights Closed Captioned has been brought to you by Disability Rights New York, your source for disability rights and advocacy. If you enjoyed our program, make sure to subscribe, like, and share this post. If there is a subject you would like us to discuss, please email podcast at drny.org or comment below. Tune in next Wednesday, where we'll bring you more information on disability rights in the state of New York. The closed captioned version of this podcast is available on our YouTube channel. To listen to more Empire State of Rights closed caption, follow us on iTunes and Spotify.